0: Hi my name is Dr. Mark Allendary and I'm an infectious diseases specialist in New Orleans Hi my name is Doc Griggs and I'm a community medicine doctor and health literacy expert This is the Noise Filter Podcast where an infectious diseases physician That's me and a health literacy and communications expert That's me talk about what you need to know about COVID-19 You can find more information about this show and our other daily live updates and Q&A show at noisefiltershow.com. So let's get started. So welcome to COVID Noise Filter. My name is Dr. Mark Yandari, and we are so happy to have guest co-hosting with us, Nurse Julia. Welcome to the show, Nurse Julia.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be coming on board with you guys.
0: Thank you so much. And now on to the show.
1: The U.S. and other wealthy nations are making it harder for the globe to get vaccines.
0: Oh, goodness gracious.
1: In June, the World Health Organization came up with a plan called COVAX, which would allow countries to pool resources and market power to get better prices on vaccines. This plan, in addition to mitigating the first gamble of vaccine development, ensured equity in global distribution of the vaccine as there was a list of participating countries that would coordinate.
0: That's right. And to be clear, COVAX, of course, stands for coronavirus vaccine. And we've reported on that multiple times because we do follow that COVAX story. Because remember, where there's coronavirus in even the most remote parts of the world means that there's coronavirus everywhere. So we do need to prioritize the whole globe getting vaccinated. But when vaccine trials did produce positive results, it should come as no shock that richer countries such as the United States began to focus on the pharmaceutical companies themselves for distribution instead. And according to Slate, $7 billion of the $8.2 billion purchased vaccine doses and they were bought without COVAX being part of the process. Now, naturally, this greatly disadvantaged poorer countries as vaccines are still relatively scarce, and the United States bought more than COVAX's total purchase of 1.1 billion doses, making up 15% of the total global purchases.
1: Wow. In addition to increasing scarcity, departure from COVAX weakened the group's market power. Pharmaceutical companies have no incentive to sell COVAX when they can make larger, direct deals with richer nations. In February, the U.S. donated $4 billion to COVAX and made a call for other nations to follow suit. Wealthy nations dealing with pharmaceutical companies also blocks access to the intellectual property of the vaccines. And because they were developed by private companies, the vaccine is their intellectual property.
0: But also, let's be clear, the vaccine actually was initially developed by the U.S. government. So, taxpayer dollars. I just mm. want to make we're sure clear about that. All right. While some argue that this increases innovation in the industry, it also prevents generic vaccines. Ugh. Generics could increase supply and make the vaccine more widely available, but they would also drive the price down. So, it is unlikely that private companies will do this. And as new variants begin cropping up more often, the vaccination needs of every nation are changing.
1: Yeah. As poor nations struggle to get doses at all, there is a mounting need for boosters and seasonal vaccination. To ensure a safer globe, vaccine distribution must become more equitable as more types of doses develop.
0: Truer words have, haven't have <laughs> been spoken, right? Yeah. That is so incredibly important. And, and as we've done here on COVID Noise Filter, we will definitively continue to follow the COVAX story.
1: COVID echoes HIV. The Western world needs to start learning from past experiences with pandemics, including HIV, according to an NPR article.
0: Yes, indeed. People in low income countries have suffered from inaccessibility to life saving HIV drugs that were widely available in countries like the US, but not in Africa. And many activists call this a crime against humanity. But advocates in South Africa and Kenya began fighting patents that would prevent the creation of many more affordable generic drugs.
1: Something similar is actually happening with the COVID 19 pandemic. High income countries can vaccinate huge portions of their populations because aid is brought to those in low income countries. They are hoarding vaccines, and many countries don't seem to understand that if one is vulnerable, everyone is vulnerable. Low income countries are paying higher prices.
0: Yes, indeed. Now, countries need to focus on fair distribution of vaccines for COVID, promote the creation of organizations like PEPFAR and the Global Fund, whose focus on financial and distribution development of medicines, not allow companies to monopolize on life-saving medicines and expand the creation of affordable and generic medications.
1: Advocates for HIV and AIDS from decades ago are now doing the same thing for COVID-19. We have the knowledge and resources to make these changes and ensure equitable access to quality healthcare.
0: Again, truer words have not been spoken. Julia, thank you so much for bringing a story like this to the forefront. It is so incredibly important. Yes. Grief support through religion and spirituality in the pandemic. Now, the pandemic has brought forward painful heartbreaks and grief as people continue to lose loved ones to COVID-19. Now, under normal circumstances, many people turn to faith leaders to find solace and healing during the grieving of a loss. Now, with COVID-19, this process has been halted as community gatherings are still not permissible.
1: Funeral proceedings, among other events which help people navigate through grief, have been limited due to the continued threat of coronavirus. Given these challenges, faith leaders across different religions and spiritual beliefs have adapted to provide support through faith in new ways. That's right. In fact, Pastor Patrick
0: Young hosts a congregation of 350 people in New York. The congregation has not come together in person for over a year. But during the pandemic, several members of the church did pass away from COVID. On the other hand, most of his congregation knew someone who Who passed away from COVID. And as the numbers grew, Pastor Young decided to start a fireside chat weekly on Thursdays, in which he does a phone call with the entire congregation.
1: During these calls, he includes a segment called Faith Through the Pandemic to allow his congregation to grieve, vent, or simply talk out the collective emotions and feelings they are experiencing. Though they cannot congregate in person, He offers these phone calls as a means to continue community support through their shared faith.
0: In Los Angeles, Rabbi Jason Weiner is a chaplain at a hospital. He explains that hospital chaplains have a particularly challenging job as they're constantly surrounded by death within the hospital. Huh. Imagine that. A chaplain has a difficult job because they're surrounded by death in the hospital. (laughs) That's something that uh, Julie and I can talk about all day long. Oh, yeah. Many families who lose loved ones display an array of emotions that grief brings on. Sometimes the family members feel anger or distrust with God or frustration with the unwanted circumstances before them.
1: Rabbi Weiner explains that his role is to help ground these families in these moments of grief. He offers his compassion and love and tries to help soothe the tension experienced after a loss of a loved one. So we're
0: collectively experiencing grief across the globe right now, and many are not able to fully go through the process of grief as COVID-19 continues to produce more grief before we can heal from prior losses. Faith leaders and representatives have been challenged to discover ways in which they can still offer spiritual support under new restrictions that the pandemic has brought.
1: Many have adapted to institute new facets of supportive systems within faith-based communities. The underlying message is that no one is in this alone. Faith leaders want to remind people that their emotions are valid and there is space to work through their grief process and begin to heal, even if the space is virtual for the time being.
0: Indeed. Just as a reminder that COVID-19 and the human immunodeficiency virus do share the same risk factors. Doc Griggs? Thanks for listening to the Noise Filter Daily Podcast. Dr. Derry and I have a daily show at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time, where we go into more detail on stories and answer your questions about COVID-19. You can find Doc Griggs at Griggs one on social media, and you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at drdery. You can follow us at NoiseFilter on Instagram, Noise Filter Nola on Twitter. And for more information about us and the show, you can go to NoiseFilterShow.com. Hey, Doc Griggs, any last words? Remember, get checked, get fit, get moving. And remember to get some rest to boost your immune system. And Doc? Protect yourself and others by staying home. And please wear masks when you go outside. Remember, health is a human right.